Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to explore the world of SD-WAN for healthcare. And our guests are Mr. Michael Shannon, who's a Senior Director for Global Networking Sales Strategy for Dell Technologies, and Sushmit Pal, who's a Healthcare Field Director for Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, Michael and Sushmit? You're doing well. Doing great. How are you, Bruce? I'm doing well. I'd like to start with some of your backgrounds. Michael, could we start with you? I've been with Dell for going on 20 years now, and I've been in specifically the networking space since 2011. So I've worked with customers all over the world on solving their challenges related to networking and wide area networking. And Sushmit, a little of your background, please. I lead our connected health practice for the Dell Technologies Healthcare Vertical. My focus is around end-user computing technologies that is enabling our healthcare customers be more efficient in their clinical workflows, be more efficient in their work-from-home practices, and be able to be more secure and manageable solutions to their end-users. So, Schmidt, we've done a couple of prior podcasts on telehealth, user personas, healthcare worker efficiency, and other types of things related to the healthcare workers. So let me start with you and ask you, what are you hearing from customers as to the latest trends on telehealth, telework, or whatever we might call it? This year has seen a pretty significant jump in telehealth and telework practices, as every one of us have seen. In the healthcare sector, there are customers who have expanded their telehealth practice by several orders of magnitude. I was looking at the telehealth website under CMS. They actually state that in the month of March this year, the telehealth visits grew by 154%. Many hospitals last year were still kind of thinking about telehealth. Maybe they had a few telehealth visits, but this year they really had to scale it up. The thing we are hearing from customers is right at the beginning of the year, it was a very reactive mode. They were trying to get up to speed, get some of these solutions rolled out as quickly as possible. So they kind of went through that react phase. Over the summer, a lot of them had some more time to think about how do you address things like security and management of the devices? How do you make sure that your remote employees are truly efficient and productive? That was sort of the adapt phase, and now most customers have the realization that maybe this trend is going to continue. So they are thinking about what are the ways to sustain remote work from home and a telehealth and a virtual care program for the long term. It's kind of that reimagine phase where you want to do these things in a way that is cost-effective, secure, and keeps your employees productive. Sushmit, you and I have done podcasts on personas and obviously the healthcare workforce. When we think about the different personas involved in remote access, what are their requirements and how have they been changing? You can look at them in many different ways, but if you keep it at a high level and keep it in three different categories for the purposes of today's discussion, you consider the non-clinical workers. They are your HR, your finance, even your IT employees are non-clinical. And in many states, there was a mandatory lockdown. So employees, non-clinical employees particularly, they had to stay at home. A large proportion of your non-clinical employees are just like any other employees in other industries. They are trying to log in from their home offices. And they are primarily using productivity apps, Microsoft Office, Excel, PowerPoint, and many of them are also using some SaaS and cloud-native apps. They may not be using as many clinical apps. 
Then you have the clinical workers who again can be divided into two broad personas here. One is the general clinicians who may be doing more of those virtual care and televisits with their patients. So they are increasingly using video conferencing platform to remotely diagnose and treat patients. So we have non-clinical workers and clinical workers. What's the third category? The specialists. So they are your imaging specialists, like your radiologists, your cardiologists. And they have this unique need to be able to look at medical imaging and lab reports and be able to look at them on specialized devices like diagnostic grade monitors, such as the ones from Barco. How do you do that in your home office? So now their challenges are maybe a slightly different in the sense that they have the requirement to access very large data sets. And these are all healthcare data, so highly regulated data. And they need some specialized home office setup that gives them that diagnostic quality viewing as well as the performance and quality of service that they need to be able to read those images in a timely manner. Michael, turning to you, when we think about the user office productivity tools, when we think about the high bandwidth needed for some of these dense images and the security related to all that, as a networking person, what are the emerging challenges in satisfying these evolving requirements? I think the common challenge around all of these types of workers is the requirement for a broadband connection that meets a few qualifications. So the first of those, as you mentioned, is certainly security. You're now dealing with sensitive information. And as opposed to having a statically secured link between one office to another office, you now have remote workers at home who have varying types of broadband and environments at their house. So certainly security is one of those common things. The other is reliability. Whereas if you're working in a primary and remote office, something like that, you've got those very highly reliable types of connection. When we move to the home office, we're dealing with various types. So it could be DSL, it could be cable, certainly in remote locations, maybe it's an LTE connection. So how do you place those connections and create the level of reliability that you would have in a real office? So we need a high bandwidth, secure, reliable connection. What else? And of course, the other challenge is the quality of the connection. Residential broadband is generally not the highest quality of internet there is out there. Those are typically reserved business level connections and much more expensive than what most folks would have in their home. So how do you take those connections and bring to them a level of quality that is appropriate for certainly telehealth visits and large image downloads, things like that. So I think that's common across all of the types of workers that we see in healthcare as we move to a remote environment. So guys, I wanted to break this down from the following perspective. We have a wire, right? On one end of that wire, we have end users who are mostly at home. And on the other end of the wire, we have the mothership or the data center or the cloud or whatever it is that the IT admin would have to look after. And I want to get both of your perspectives on what is the perspective and challenges of each of these. So let's start with you, Sussman. What is the perspective and challenges of the end user in this new world? It's interesting because the end user here is a healthcare worker, whether clinical or non-clinical. In the healthcare industry, everything has been very face-to-face, where you meet your provider in a clinic or in the hospital. And now, all of a sudden, those same users, and the same goes for non-clinical, because a lot of non-clinical healthcare workers would actually have an office and they come in on a regular basis. 
So now that same employee is expected to go home and set up their home office and log in through their home network and VPN into their remote office. So there's a couple of things there. First of all, you have the right setup because it's not like working one or two days in a week from home. Over the course of this year, it has been every single day, five days a week, eight to 10 hours a day. You are on your PC in your home. Normally in your office, you would have a complete setup, whether it's a single or a dual monitor with all your accessories connected to it. So how do you at least get to a point where you have a similar setup in your home office that allows you to be productive and perform your job in a similar manner as you would if you are in the hospital or the clinic? So would clinics typically supply laptops or other infrastructure for employees to take home? In many cases, customers didn't have enough laptops to give to the users, so they had to take their office desktops, and then with all of the connectivity and the wiring, and they had to connect and set up their home office. So again, it might have worked well in those initial few months, but probably it is not an ideal scenario for the long term. So once you figure out the setup, you need access, right? Once you have the setup, then how do you access the network and the applications, which is really the most important thing is how do you deliver those applications? Do you have a strategy around virtual desktop? Do you have an application catalog that you present to the user that you log in through single sign-on? There's definitely a number of things that needs to be considered and not having a well-defined strategy that takes the user experience into mind will mean that the user is on the other end is going to struggle and they're going to struggle with VPNs and passwords and automatically that will trigger a call to your help desk. So connectivity and all that home IT support that's required, what else from the end user perspective? You know, one of the other things that we've been hearing is just distraction and lack of bandwidth from a home network standpoint. If I'm in a home office, all of a sudden now I have my kid in the other room and my pets are around and there's just a lot of things happening in in the home as always. There's an element of distraction. At times I have to troubleshoot for my kid and which again, I have to balance all of those things while doing my work. And at the same time, if you imagine today at any household, if you have kids or your spouse is also working, you have multiple video conferencing calls all going on at the same time. And you just have one internet connection to your home. So in that limited bandwidth that is available to you, now you have about three or four potentially conference calls going on. We all know how that works when bandwidth is constrained and you sound like a robot on a call. So if you put that in perspective of a healthcare worker and all of a sudden your EMR application or your medical imaging and PACS is competing for bandwidth with Netflix streaming or a YouTube or a Xbox gaming download. So how do you ensure that you still have some level of quality of service for your mission critical applications that directly impacts your patient experience or your own productivity? Thanks for that end user perspective. So Schmidt and Michael, I'd like to turn to you and now talk about the other end of the wire. What are the perspectives and challenges of the IT admin as they try to administer this remote access for all these users? As an IT administrator, I've gone from my typical maybe a few or maybe tens of remote or branch offices that I was supporting to now, in some cases, literally having hundreds or thousands of home users that I'm supporting as a branch office. So I, of course, still have the requirement to support them, make sure that those end users can connect to either the applications or information in the data center or applications and information in the cloud. That's a big challenge going from just a handful of sites to supporting hundreds or thousands of sites. And then there's also the complexity of when there are 
challenges with the end user. They can't connect or the applications aren't performing as they should or the information that they're trying to gain access to isn't downloading fully or making it to the client device to actually be productive. How do I support that end user without having the ability or the requirement to dispatch on-site support, which given the geographical dispersion of people and their homes, you know, becomes a real challenge. So from an IT administrator's perspective, I need a new way to support my end users regardless of their location. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Michael and Sushmit describe Dell Technologies' SD-WAN solution and how it's powered by VMware, how SD-WAN is deployed, SD-WAN customer use cases, where to find more info, and final thoughts.